0: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's going on? How are we doing? I'm fantastic. I don't know about Zach yet. I haven't asked him. You look, you look
1: fantastic.
2: Oh, yeah, you. I, did, um, I did realize that you didn't ask me how I was yet. I <laughs> hey,
0: everybody. Welcome to the Blit Podcast, where we help agents build successful agencies. And before we get started, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast or YouTube channel, make sure that you do that. Leave a comment or review. It really helps with engagement. It helps us reach more people, which is the whole point of doing this. Um, today, I'm super excited. I've got Matt and Zach with uh, on and GNN Insurance with me today. Guys, how are you doing? Great. Great. Thanks for yeah. having
1: me. It's good to see you.
0: Yeah, dude, I'm so glad you guys you guys uh, decided to come on. Like, I get, uh, I get excited for all my guests, right? But I've followed you guys, I don't know, three years now, something like that, mm-hmm. since you started doing the video and, and sharing those. And I, like, I'm big fans, big fans. Mm-hmm. So anyway, thanks for joining me. Um, so So I wanted to have you guys on because you are who you are but also because you guys are doing this new thing, Babylon. So I just want to kind of start by, I guess, talking about that a little bit, but I'd love to rewind and kind of maybe start from from where you guys kind of started and kind of how you got to where you are right now um, with what you guys are doing. So I know you guys were both at Liberty Mutual, kind of top producers in the same area and you guys connected, and then you just jumped ship and started GNN Insurance and it's kind of been an, uh, a rocket ship ride, it seems like, to now. Um, so anyway, if, anything in there that you guys want to cover that I'm missing so far?
1: Yeah, you told the entire story. I'm not sure what else you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, not I'm not even sure why you even had us on, frankly. <laughs>
0: yeah. I should, yeah.
1: first off, Josh, first off, thank you for those kind words. Uh, you know, Zach and I both, we love we love the community. We love giving back. It's kind of what we've been really focused on the last three years. and yeah. I think a byproduct of that investment in the community is what you said is like, you know, I know you guys, I've been following you guys. And, um, we appreciate those words, we're very humbled by it, uh, and, and, and we, love, we love what we do. So we're excited to be on this and don't look at this anything other than an opportunity.
0: Yeah, man. Um, would I be uh, stealing your thunder if I asked you for personal best? <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I think that's great. Maddie, kick us off.
1: Oh, I love that. <laughs> well, typically, typically we have a few minutes to think about the personal best, but this past weekend, my personal best, uh Sadie and I uh, we've been running super, super hard this past couple of weeks, uh professionally and looking ahead the next eight weeks professionally. And so weekends have been super super precious to me. Um and this this past weekend, Sadie and I we watched a, a really crappy movie, um, and it will, be, will rena- remain unnamed, but a really crappy movie, and I loved every minute of it because we didn't have to do anything else but just sit there and, and hang out and, and, you know, enjoy some R&R, hang out with Belle the dog, and just kind of relax a little bit, catch up on some, uh, and some much-needed relaxation. So that was my highlight
0: for the past week, nice. watching a crappy movie. Love it. I can't believe you're not going to share the name. That's okay. No,
1: no, no, no. Who knows? Who knows who they know? <laughs> they could watching this right
2: um, now. Yeah. Um, my personal mess, oddly enough, has to do with the movie as well. Um, I, I do not get to see movies almost ever. So I um we it was so hot this last weekend here and Josh. I mean, you guys deal with heat all the time, uh, but it was uh it was like the feels like temperature was like one oh seven to one ten. It was uh off the charts. So we uh We took the, after a pool party, we decided to take the kids to Toy Story 4. And uh, it was Mason and Emma's very first movie. They'd never been in the movie theater before. And Mason was in the zone. He was like so fired up. They'd never seen any of the Toy Stories before, but it didn't matter. First off, the movie was great. Um, But second off, uh, there was a scene where the main character, Woody, and the other main character, Bo, uh, this girl, they hug. And they're, like, sharing a moment. And, it like, it, the, you get a little choked up. It's, like, a big moment. And everyone's quiet. And Mason really loudly just says, he looks over he says, Daddy, why are they giving hugs? And the <laughs> entire theater just started cracking up. And uh, so my son was a little bit of a star. And uh, <laughs> it, because they, they all laughed when he did that, he did it, like, multiple times. So it became, like, a little annoying. But it was, it was pretty awesome. He, he was
1: the star of the show nice awesome hey josh yeah uh, have you seen avengers endgame i have so a little tidbit for you and your listeners just yesterday that surpassed um that surpassed what was the uh james cameron movie uh avatar oh oh yeah yeah global box office sales like something like 2.8 billion Wow. So now James Cameron and whoever the uh, whoever the producer was for for uh, Avengers Endgame and Infinity now hold four of the top five global box
0: office hits. That is crazy, man! Well,
1: wow, that's your tidbit. Thank you. Yeah. Thank
0: you. I was not even asking for that. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess let's let's really get into it. Thank I know. You. No, no,
2: no. You you don't you don't get off. You got to say the person. Yeah.
0: All right, so um all right, I got mine. Okay, so I've been uh it's only a personal best because this has been like a long process for me. So I'm a, I'm uh a, I'd be uh conservative if I said I was a fairly good handyman like I'm super handy. Like I do a ton of stuff, rebuild stuff. Um do stuff around the house, whatever. And so I've been installing pavers on the side of my house. Um, and I could pay somebody to do it, but just, I don't know. I like having the finished product being like, yeah, I did that. Too. So um, it's been a longer, it all, everything always seems to take longer than I initially expect. Um, and so last weekend, last, yeah, last weekend, it was about 110 or so. And I was working outside for like six hours. And i um pretty stubborn and I just was like, I just want to get this done. So I was working outside. I took a lot of, I drank a lot of water, but I didn't really take any breaks. So anyway, after about six hours, um, I started feeling sick and I was like, oh man, I'm going to throw up. And I totally felt like I was going to throw up. I was like, I got to get out of this heat. And so I like went around in the back door and I opened the um, the our back door. And that was the last thing I remember. The next thing I remember is like, my wife is like on the phone with 911 and called the fire department or called called the uh you know 911 and they sent the fire department so it was this huge ordeal right it's like i totally passed out for like two three minutes from heat stroke um anyway i was totally fine like 15 minutes later but um freaked out my wife my kids were freaked out um so it was a really bad experience in that respect so anyway this the pavers that i've been working on installing and all that kind of stuff i basically finally got them finished this weekend and so that was my personal best yeah, and it took-
2: I, yeah. that's awesome that's such it's, a great yeah. personal best the whole time i just felt like smiling <laughs> <laughs> right, now, i
1: think gosh you, you uh there's two rules one rule is that the personal best has to really be concise like it can be like a minute, but no more. And the second Dang. is it's they're bad, like it's super positive, it's uplifting, and I think That's, we broke both of those.
0: <laughs> That's okay. We'll, we'll, the, we'll work through it. We'll work it's through. It's done. It. I'm so happy it's done. Isn't that part you're getting anyway? Uh, all right. Well, okay. So that was mine. i This is my first time I ever done a personal best. So now I know for next time. Yeah.
1: Maybe we'll uh, we will have a conference call just the three of us next week, and we'll work I'm on in. it. I'm in. And off off air, I'll tell you the movie. Oh yes, no. please. Out there. Um, hey, okay. to, to, to bring us back around you you kind of phrased it as like hey for those that may know the gnn story and, and you know the Babylon, you know learning a little bit more about Babylon. i think you know we've we've been telling our gnn story either directly or indirectly through through other publications podcasts you know our own blog you know over the years but really at its core it's, it 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 led to Babylon. so there's really two phases of GNN's and Like history. The first phase was the first four years, and the second phase was the next five. The first four was really like effective salesmanship, effective networking, effective sales. And so Zach and I really, this, that was like our emphasis. That was our focus. That's our, all, all our effort and energy went into, and it drove a lot of organic growth and opportunity. And I think we talked a lot about that over the years and how, to, how that really leveled up the company and, and pushed the company forward from nothing to a fast growing small business. The second phase is really effective business ownership. So the first is effective salesmanship. The second is effective business ownership. And it required a major transformation of Zach and I collectively getting together and saying, we're good at a few things. We're really not good at a lot of things. We've got to get better at being business owners. And understanding what we don't know, going out and finding education and knowledge, investing in ourselves personally, professionally, and really implementing a system that would help the company grow, increase revenue, while also improving accountability and unifying the team was really that, that, that transformation, that next stage. That's basically where Babylon came from because yeah. that transformation had such a monumental impact on our journey as entrepreneurs. And also opened us up to having a lot more support calls and inter- interaction and engagement with the insurance community. We realized really quickly that we're very similar. Our first phase, that first four years, very similar story to most agencies across the country. Yeah. And that the pain points and problems that a lot of people are feeling, we felt we got through them. So why not help others get through them?
0: Nice. Yeah. While you were saying that, I was just thinking, you know, what you're describing sounds like every small business ever that ends up being successful goes through that same journey, at least to some degree. You know, you start out with sales. That's what you got to do. And then you then you work on the actual leadership piece. So but I love it. But, you know, I think one of the things is you guys have had so much success with GNN that it gives you all that street cred that people are like, hey, you know, these guys get it they you know they've seen you grow they've seen um you guys basically give the information away as to what you're doing and how you're being successful on it. it it was a major need in the industry and you guys just came in at the right time and filled it so
2: to go back to what matt said um, i think that uh the more the more I'm kind of reading about like how to get companies from good to great and how companies like kind of kickstart and get going is You start as a generalist and you become niche based on getting rid of things that you just really don't like. And you're not necessarily, it doesn't really like, you know, it doesn't really make you like excited during the day. So we talk a lot about specializing in a niche and that's a lot of what we did well at GNN. But the misconception is that we came in and just said, we're going to be for homeowners and we're going to network in real estate mortgage. And that's just not the case. We came in as a generalist as as not everybody should, but as most people should, you should try a lot of things and you should see what works for you. The problem we think that most people are having in that space is that they stay as generalists. They yeah. start as generalists and then they stay right there. And they, the natural thing Matt and I hear very often is I can't possibly give some, I can possibly not do XYZ. I can't possibly not sell bonds to realtors because I make 50 bucks on that. Like, you yeah. know, and they need me. They, they, where else would they go? Uh, where Matt and I were going on that trajectory. And then we stopped after two years because we realized being a generalist is, means you're a specialist to nobody. And we focused on real estate in about 2011. And that's when the yeah. shift happened.
0: um So, what, like, I know you kind of touched on it now already a little bit as to kind of what brought you to starting Babylon, you know, going through the journey you guys are going on now. Um, but was there, was there like a, a six month uh, lead up time or a year lead up time or something where you guys were talking about it, thinking like, this is the direction we should go or was it just like an epiphany? Yeah. One
1: well, a lot of businesses start because they see an opportunity to create sales and revenue yeah and capitalize on that opportunity Babylon was created because we saw pain significant pain and we knew how to remove it yeah and we didn't really when we were talking early on we were like you know what is doing really well uh we can go take this national we can continue to grow vertically we can consider both but We've got a lot of bandwidth, and we have a lot of bandwidth because of that transformation into a really effective business owner. So there's a lot of pain that we were feeling for, for months and months. Individuals would call us, engage with us, we'd have conversations, and the same stuff would keep popping up over and over and over again, whether it was a, a solopreneur who was just starting, a team leader, a manager, someone that had been in business for 10, 15 years and hit ceilings, or third, fourth generation agency owners. It was all the same problems. Lack of structure, lack of organization, and all the accountability rolled up to the entrepreneur, the business owner. And we, we knew how to, how to help remove that pain. And that's what really kind of pushed us forward to, to, to bobble on is that yeah. when we're looking at this as like, this will make us billions of dollars. It was, this will remove a crap ton of pain. And if we can get it right, the revenue will follow. Yeah, And we knew that the first iteration, second iteration, third iteration was not going to be the the thing that really blew it up. But we weren't really focused on that. It's like, let's get tangible. Let's get in person. Let's really focus on helping business owners and their teams increase their revenue by just creating amazing structure and organization, which will, in turn, improve their accountability and unify their team. Um, And that's that's where it started. That's why we started. And that's where we're at.
0: So what, what does it look like when someone hires you? Like, what do you guys do? Do you come in? Is it virtual? Are there options, you know, to go virtually or, you know, have you guys come in? What does it look like?
2: Yeah, we have, we have a few different as it stands today. But the, the majority of our clients like to either come to see us in the Boston area, and they bring their leadership team or they bring as many people from their team as they can or we go to them and a lot of the reason why we do that in the early stages of the relationship is because people hire us about three to five times a year and it's we charge per workshop right now in the current model okay but what we find is that a lot of entrepreneurs they, they'll they come to like you know what matt like uh, I a major problem with sally sally just sucks she doesn't care this that and the other and then you we know, go now yeah then we go meet sally or jeff and we're like no like sally and jeff don't suck like you do like that's the problem right there and like the, the, then we realize that they're not given their the responsibilities they don't understand the hope they don't have goals and have weekly structured meetings there's so much going on so it's really the entrepreneur manager or leader's fault so we really like to touch and feel that but we are in the second half of the year going to be doing a much more virtual product via. We'll either zoom meetings or via online courses or however people can digest the content. Cause it's more important for Matt and I to get the message out. But in the beginning, man, like every product, you got to touch and feel it. You got to oh, see yeah. what's working, what's not. It'd be, I can't imagine a world where like I'm unleashing with Matt a online product first. Mm, yeah. You yeah. got to figure it out, work on the kinks for a little while. And then whatever the market decides, the market decides.
1: When we're starting, Josh, we look at it as like we've got, we've got to get at least 20 or 30 clients hands-on in person, whether they're at their location or at ours, and really work through it, test it out, make tweaks, pivot, kill certain things that we thought were important, edit other things that we didn't think were important, and get it to the point where we knew there was significant value, where we were charging one-tenth of what we actually should have been charging yeah and then, and only then can we get to the point where we're rolling this out in a more virtual uh digital environment? It's yeah. the right thing to do uh it's the right thing to do for our clients
0: yeah what um what struggles do you find i mean I guess I should say, are there any kind of common struggles that you run across that seems to be a common theme with the the businesses that you're dealing with
2: yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, Matt and I see the same thing with every single team. Um, There's no goals. There's no weekly meetings other than someone in your position, Josh, like getting up and saying, here's what we sold last week. Here's how much money the agency made. Go get them. Like, go team, go. Uh, And there's no hope there. So the organizational structure, the lack of goal setting and the lack of weekly meetings are three things we just see in every single organization in America. And we want to get people to at least that level. And then there's so many other tools that they don't do, such as core values or uh, quarterly meetings with team members. We just find that people are only meeting with their employees when there's a disciplinary problem and when there's not a praise uh, type of element.
1: Yeah. yeah, to add to that, Josh, it uh, was perfectly said, so just to add to it, the um what people raise their hand and and ask for help from is is like sales, marketing, yep. process, service, retention, that kind of stuff. The outward um, insurance-related components of the business. Yeah. But in reality, the cause of all those problems. Those are all byproducts of the core issue which is the lack of organizational structure and then a way for us to know where we're headed, how we're going to get there, the roadmap, and make sure that everyone in the organization is working on the business. Cause we, we hear this all the time. Like it's important to work on the business, not just in it, but there isn't a lot of training out there. There's not a lot of education out there about how to go yeah. work on the business and how to do so with the team, not just you as the entrepreneur. And that's really what Boblon's all about. It's like it's teaching you how, collectively, to create that roadmap to work on the business as a team. You just you create so much more momentum with less energy. So it helps clients get to where they want to go with less pain and half the time.
0: So how I ask you a question about one of the things you said. So um, weekly meetings. it's something that. I've heard a lot of people like bash on, right? Um, like meetings, 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 everyone's in meetings all the time. They don't do anything. How do you how do you change that to having those meetings be productive and not just monotonous?
2: Yeah, Josh, you know, um you get a podcast where you said you woke up at five o'clock all the time and you ran five yep. miles, right? Um, I know a lot of people who bash on waking up at 5 a.m. and running yep. five miles. So why did you do it? Totally. You know, you, it works you, for me. Yeah, and that's, all, that's what I'm saying. Is <laughs> like, you know, you you kind of figure out a system. Now you talked about, I'm um, just using you as an example because I thought you did an excellent job. Like going through it, you talked about when you woke up at five and you just checked Facebook or checked emails. It sucked, and you're like, "Why am I waking up at five all the time?" Yep, that's how Matt and I view weekly meetings is yes, if you just do weekly meetings, it's going to feel like waking up and checking Facebook at 5 a.m. You're just gonna to wanna to go back to bed. It's unproductive, like who cares? And then you're just gonna say like, why am I even bothering it? But if you have a, as you talked about, if you have a specific structure in your weekly meetings, people know why they're attending, they come prepared, and they come ready to, be, to share back and forth and engage. And that's what Matt and I's weekly structured meeting yeah. is, is it just makes people excited I agree with you, and I know Matt agrees with you, too. Weekly meetings are are just so – they're just done so ineffectively. There's no other way. I'm trying to phrase it without swearing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just – it's done so ineffectively, and I'll not let Matt go on on that. No, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: It, they're either one of two things. It's like weekly meetings are either hated because they're the biggest waste of company time and employee resources, or if they're structured the right way, explained the right way, involve everyone actively, they're looked at as like the most important time. And if it's not held, there's chaos that will ensue. So everyone yeah. looks forward to the structured meeting and saying, this is when we're going to get done. And, uh, and that's, that's, that's the key difference. It's like it's flipping the switch from this is a time waste to, wow, I can't imagine running a business without this in place.
0: Nice. Well, what, where, where do you guys see, I know you said, you know, doing more virtual digital stuff with Babylon in the next, you know, six months or so getting that direction. Do you guys have like five year goals laid out for, um, for the business? And like, where, where do you guys see it going? Like other than being more digital, like, do what are you guys trying to accomplish with it?
2: Matt keeps like a flip chart, like, you know, those cartoons where it's like, (laughs) And like that, that should describe it, but <laughs> no, I, Matt, nah, I don't know if you want to touch on that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: we, we, we're not, we're not, uh, we intentionally don't go five years out.
0: Um, it changes so rapidly early yeah, on.
1: It's so hard we to do. Much. Yeah. We're just trying to stay like very much in the moment and say like, are we, are we, are we creating tremendous value, impactful value right now for everyone that we're talking to? And then are we taking steps forward? So that in the next year, we can really make progress towards rolling this out to a, a larger, a larger audience. There's 38,000 insurance agencies. There's probably a market size of 10,000 that would really engage with a digital product and get a lot of benefit and value from it. Yeah. That's the market size in insurance, but nothing that we talk about, nothing that we teach at its core has insurance related material. Okay. We roll out and help core processes for every major department within an insurance agency because we've done that at GNN and that brings tremendous value. But that's really the only piece of the puzzle that is insurance related. So any business owner, construction worker, plumbing, plumbing operation, a small a, a local fitness center, it all benefits from the principles. So yeah. where it could go is fun to think about. Well, we only spend like 1% of our time there. Because yep. they will never get there unless we really create the value right now.
2: Nice. Yeah, and Josh. I to look at it as a, a different way too. Um, there's this old age adage like, do you know how far you can see when you like stand and look out at the ocean? Do you know how many miles? I don't know. You you can. It, they say if you're six feet tall, which I don't have the pleasure of knowing. Uh, <laughs> but they say if you're six feet tall, you can see exactly two point nine miles into the sea. Okay. That's, Okay. Um, now that's kind of how Matt and I view a lot of times with goals and, and vision is like, you can really only predict kind of a little ways and whenever Matt and I have set a five or 10 year goal, we've crushed it in like two or three years. And it's not because we're excellent. It's just because setting goals that far out is kind of hard.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: I know you went over in your podcast how you do a personally. I think it's really great, but how Matt and I kind of view it is. We're not sure if we want to take this to, 100 or 200 clients and just go super uber deep and have tons of meetings per year or if you want to do the massive scale of as many companies as possible it's where do you find joy and fulfillment is and, and what does the market want right
0: yeah. yeah cool um hey when's the book coming out when are you guys uh when's that coming out
2: well, <laughs> i'm sure matt already has a rough draft at some point
1: yeah I'm sure you got something going on when it makes sense yeah yeah i think i think. Was, no knock on anyone that's ever created a book. I think we both think it's great. We both talked about it for many years. There's six different topics that we feel like we could write a really good, solid business building book and operational excellence and that kind of stuff. But we have to do it only because it's strategically the right thing to do for the company. And we feel like it'll bring a lot of value in the right way, not just to do it. So saying like you're a best selling author, it's cool, but who is it helping? Is it serving you or is it serving your audience? And so. If we feel like a book would really help serve the audience and really help amplify the product value, then we do it tomorrow. Uh, but until then, we're not going to do it just to serve us.
2: Yeah. yeah why, how does everybody who releases a book, like anybody who releases a book is a best-selling author. Like how does that happen? I mean, is there. Uh...
1: It's
2: good.
0: Well, it's, it's Amazon bestseller, not New York times. Right.
2: Good point. Good point. Yeah. So I guess, I'm an Amazon best buyer right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Maybe down the road. I don't know. Me too. Um, Any, um, when you, when someone hires you guys, I forgot to ask this as a follow-up question in the past, but when somebody hires you guys to come in, is that, I think you said it's it's like a, kind of like a as appointment basis it's not like a year-long deal but it can be depending on how long do they need is that accurate
1: yeah just to be clear with that you know the next we have one work so we have specific workshop that we start with that really lays the foundation for the company the business owner the leadership team whoever might be involved and that's essential to be in place first in order for us to layer more and more tools systems and processes yeah. moving forward helping them really get through where we've been where are we where are we headed let's reset and we and go go more um right now you know we have the next essentially every week for the next three months four months are booked with workshops with different clients or existing clients that are repeat they're bringing us back in on a quarterly basis and so the engagement right now is an in-person, one-day workshop. It's seven to eight hours and goes through eight to nine tools as the foundational first. Additional ones down the road is really a catch-up. It's half of it spending a lot of time on like, where were we, how are we doing now, where are we headed? Let's, let's, let's update that roadmap. The second piece of it's really like let's layer and get a little bit deeper in specific areas where you guys are still feeling pain and there's opportunity to add more tools. Um, but that's, that's where we are now. I mean, again, down the road, we could go much deeper with five to 10, or as Zach said, we could go really wide and, and help the masses. Do you,
0: are you finding that, um, or do you, when you meet with people, is it like, here's the roadmap, this is, this is how you um, become successful in what you're doing or more successful in what you're doing? Or, or is it specific to each uh, agency? Mm-hmm. And their you know their makeup.
2: Yeah, the, the the general structure of how we take go through workshops is 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 not customed exactly to the client, but what we do, and Matt takes them through a process in the beginning where we find out a lot of, of basic questions and then tailor the structure based to their business. Nice. So we're always gonna take people through the exact same process. But it is going to be structured because a solopreneur just has different needs than a 50-person agency. Oh. Yes, totally. And one common example we find is that when you have a team of five plus, a leadership team really hasn't been formed. And that could be one of the the biggest gaps that you have from a a business from five to twenty-five people is they just don't have other leaders other than the entrepreneur itself, which Matt talked about earlier, about how all issues come up to the leader um and that's just a common thing that we're going to tailor the workshop differently to the that business owner than a solopreneur
1: and josh just to add to that i think you know what's important for people to know if they're listening is you know what does the outcome look like at the end of the workshop because i get you know you come in and you have your process you go through it you're not telling us what we're doing wrong you're educating us on how to help ourselves and work together as a team moving forward so at the end of the day, the first workshop that really lays the foundation, every single client has actionable steps. They're on a train that started and they can't get off. And that's the beauty of Babylon. Is it's not about getting coming in and being rah, 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 motivate you. And then right. we leave and we say, good luck. I hope you do well. And then things fall apart because the day to day happens again. We implement, this system forces, it creates a snowball with the client and then pushes it down the, the, the hill so it just you can't stop it.
0: And by the end of the
1: day, you have a one page document that runs your entire professional world that the entire company knows about and uses on a day-to-day weekly basis, updating live with everything, annual goals and quarterly targets and weekly measurables issues lists, all types of brush fires. I mean, there's tons of things on that one page that is really the roadmap for the company moving forward. I think that's why at the end, the client really feels empowered because they're like, oh, not only in, not only did we get a lot done and I got educated on, on the tools, but we already have a plan of attack and yeah. support calls scheduled with you guys moving forward to remove any major hurdles and obstacles.
0: Awesome. Do you guys find, I one thing I know that is true with... Um, with me, and I know it's true with a lot of other business owners is going going the direction that you guys are but um, why people are hiring you do you do you it's a there's apprehension at least you know i f- would feel that I would feel a little scared it's different from what we've been doing. Do you find that people are past that ready to go by the time you guys get there or is that something that you have to work through
2: I think that's that's something we're gonna have to work through every time and I love it I think that whenever um you know fear they say is like mostly um external not internal like you're not actually like really really sincerely afraid you're just kind of a little adverse to change on Uh the outside and and when we go through, we really try to make it calm and relaxed and, and make it pretty clear that this is a, this is a one-time workshop and we're just gonna, we're gonna help you support it in the current model, but we've only had like one person not hire us back and that person was a little, we kind of maybe knew that going in. You know, yeah. it was a different type of workshop and, and that's great and good, but listen, we're, we're doing this for a greater purpose and we're two pretty casual guys. That we we're not the consultants from Bain, you know Bain or something like that where they come in and we're gonna charge you hundred fifty thousand dollars when you get a top level summary and you're gonna be told just to get an MBA and rename <sighs> your firm to some Irish version of Home. Like yeah. it's that's not what we're gonna be doing. We're really gonna be working on a system from the bottom up and really empower your team so you Josh can focus on what matters most to you, which could be time with your family. It could be Time to step back and grow the company by 10x because you have more time to think. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's attractive to the right person. But I do think, and I know Matt agrees, with the current idiom of the product, it's really not meant for solopreneurs. It's yeah. really not meant for the person with a one-person shot. It's meant for the person with a team, whether that be three people, five people, or 100 people, where we can all work together and work on solutions and, and, raise, and raise up.
1: Nice. Yeah, well said. It's, it, it's uh, it, we, we haven't heard anyone say, I have a system of doing things, and I'm a nervous that you guys are going to come in and ch- change the way I do things. Yeah. What we typically hear is, I'm lacking structure and organization, and I'm excited to implement a proven system that will help with both. We we hear that a lot more than anyone saying, "I have a really good way of doing things." I'm bringing you in to incrementally improve what I do. Uh, I think most small business owners get from where they were to where they are now, doing the same thing. Whether it's their own sheer effort, will, hours, labor, you know, and their own level of leadership and management, to get from where they are now to where they want to go, they need to do things differently. They need to think differently. And we needed to do that in order for us to break through and continue significant growth with g without us being involved. And, uh, and that's what we're helping other entrepreneurs do themselves. You, right.
2: you know, Josh, if you look at that point, like, uh, you know, the three people on this call are, are not going to advise our wives on how to pr- appropriately brush their daughter's hair. Like, right. that's, not, that's not going to be something I'm doing. Because KG, my wife, is never going to come to me and say, hey, you ever thought of, like, a better way to brush, like, Emma's hair? Like, no way. She wouldn't do that. And if I came to her with my own system, she would have apprehension because she would look at me like she would give me the look like, yeah. what are you? Why are you even talking to me? Like you have not changed your hairstyle in forever. You don't even use a comb, like get out of my face. Yeah. And she, might, she might be kinder than that, but it'd be pretty close. And if you think about it, that's kind of the opposite of what we're going into. Business owners are coming to us and they're saying, I want to learn more about your system because we've, we've done it, we have a lot of people who will speak to it, but secondarily, we run our own company on it and the proof's in the pudding. Mm-hmm. So there is a, a little bit of a difference. We understand the apprehension, but it's
0: not about like combing your daughter's hair. It's different. Gotcha. That totally makes sense, yeah. totally makes sense. Um, well, what um, for people listening to this that want to start going like kind of gearing up to make, those sorts of changes in their business are there any books that you guys recommend i know you were following traction at one point Are you guys still doing that
1: uh yeah we we learned a lot from from traction it kind of got us down the road of educating ourselves on how to become better business owners it forced us to hire facilitators and consultants and trainers to come in and teach us on a variety of different parts of the business Um, You know, there's a ton of books, and they all touch on different topics, and none of them touch on the entire system. Uh, Right. What, you know, what, uh, Zach, I don't know how you feel about this, but we both love the book Radical Candor, because it really helps uh, teams as a whole um, communicate better as as a group and not spend so much time in the care, but be more direct. It helped our team a ton, and it's a short, easy read with a concept that's pretty easy to implement and get across the organization, but again, that's that's communication, building trust, uh, and efficiency with communication. When it comes to systematic implementation of a new system, there's not a lot of books out there that talk a lot about the how, and that's why that's why we started doing workshops. Yeah. I think if people are interested in in uh, in evaluating whether or not it's right for them, it's just scheduling a call. And uh, we yeah. have a we have a proven process ourselves that we that we focus on, and it starts with a call evaluating really what they need, what they're looking for, their frustrations, talking a little bit about what the workshop looks like and what they're going to have afterwards and then figure out if it's right for them and schedule it.
0: And where, yeah. oh, go um, ahead. Oh, no, no, no
1: ask that question. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Oh, no, I was just going to say, where can people, you know, go to schedule that call? Where can people find you?
1: Yeah, com. kind of okay. catch uh, It's like the only option on the website is just to schedule a call. And um, we want it that way because we just want to have a conversation, figure out a little bit yep. more about what who the entrepreneur is, what their story is and background, what they're looking for. So babylon.com nice. is the is the uh, is the website.
0: Love it.
2: Zach,
0: what were you gonna say?
2: Yeah, I was just to answer your question directly like what book would you recommend? I mean, a book that's a little bit like a little different. I, I love Matt's recommendation on radical candor that definitely works for teams, it's super important for communication. Um, another book is which maybe many of your listeners have read before is uh, never split the difference. And I think oh, yeah. that is a is a very different book for insurance agents because we um we sell a need, not a want. And you know, the product that Matt and I dove into Bobble On, it's a want, not a need. You don't necessarily need to hire anybody <clears throat> to run a business. Uh, yeah. so Never Split the Difference is a, is a really good book on how to position a want, but also how to understand a walk away from certain things. And that's that was my big takeaway from the book is, I learned that you know there was a speaking engagement that I volunteered, two of them actually recently, that I voluntarily walked away from because the terms didn't fit what Matt and I wanted to do. And I realized by the time we get there, we wouldn't even want to be there. Like it doesn't yeah. fit what we want to do. So, Never Split the Difference really kind of reframed my mind and uh, kind of help me understand it. That's a great book. Who, is
0: that Voss? Is yeah, that Chris book? Voss. Chris Voss, yeah. That was a yeah. great book. Like got that. a lot
2: of good, he's on a lot of podcasts too. He did the podcast circuit pretty recently. Maybe that yeah. increased the bestseller list. Um, yeah. But I think uh, he's, I feel like half the people I listened to on podcasts, he was on. He wasn't on a uh, little known podcast called Bob on. but. Um, yeah,
0: least, not yeah, not yet. Not yeah. um yeah that radical canter that's on my list it's going to be one of my next books so i'm mm-hmm. glad to hear you suggest that but guys anything else you want to leave any anything else you want to leave with or did we cover everything hey
1: we're just we're just grateful for the opportunity josh we thank you for having us on and uh it's fun to to talk to you directly one person or two two million people are listening that's 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 kudo cool. you know that's that's icing on the cake it's yeah. great to chat with you and share our story a little bit and engaged So we appreciate it. We're humbled for the opportunity and we really appreciate the opportunity to talk a little bit about our story.
0: Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, um, Matt and Zach host a podcast too, and it's called Babylon. Is it the Babylon podcast or is it Babylon? I think it's Babylon. 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 And it You probably can't go wrong with searching for Babylon. I don't know too many that are in there, but um, no. it's if- it's amazing information. At least the first six months of, um, or the first six months of the podcast is great info, super um, actionable. And then I'm excited for the for the second six months. So um, keep up what you guys are doing, man. Great stuff for the industry. Really, really appreciate you guys coming on and taking your time away from other things you could be doing. So um, anyway, everyone, again, thank you so much for listening. Um, one more time, if you have not subscribed please do so um, and leave a comment. I want to hear, you know, DM me too. Personally, you can find me on Facebook. I really, really want to know what value you're getting or if you're not, let me know that too. I mean, shoot, I'm here to help you. So um, anyway, thank you guys again. Thank you everyone for listening and um, we'll catch you next week.